Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Hey, Liz, are you ready? Jody, I'm totally ready. Are you ready? Totally. This is going to be awesome today. <laughs> I know. Isn't it amazing that we're like midway through February and uh, you are pretty much in the thick of tax season, aren't you? Um, it is tax season. It, it's, do you know what, though? It's fun. I mean, I love tax season. So even though it's crazy busy, it's all good stuff. So I know like a lot of people get freaked out about tax season, but I actually like tax season. I know you do. I know you really like being busy and, you know, being all up in your customer's financial underwear drawer like you do it for our guests sickness. here. <laughs> but so, you know, it's exci- today's going to be different because we actually don't have a guest. We decided that we wanted to do another episode where we're just talking to each other because, I mean, why not? There's a whole lot going on. And so we thought we would just... Talk about that. You know, I know, Jody, you have a lot going on for 2017. I have a lot going on for 2017. So how is it shaping up so far for you? Um, so it's been going so far so good. So it's so funny because, you know, we talk about tax season, but do you know, actually, I haven't done too many tax returns because I've been out of the office and um, I've been working on the other stuff. So um, one of the things that I'm working on, which I don't know if our listeners have been made aware of yet. I know it's been out in a couple blogs and stuff like that, but I don't know if we've actually talked about it, is I'm writing a book. Um, and I would say we're writing a book, and it'll be released <laughs> sometime this summer. Yeah, it's so super cool. I mean, and maybe our listeners don't really know about all of the good stuff that you do for the Radical CPAs, but I think, you know, it's about time that they do, because, um, you know, Obviously, Jody, you know, is in the accounting world as a CPA, and I um, work with Jody to do some of her writing and her branding and her messaging, and we're a pretty good team, and that's how, you know, sort of this radio show was born, because we wanted to take some of the concepts uh, from the Radical CPA and apply them to small businesses. And so, you know, the show has been interviewing small businesses and entrepreneurs, and as I like to say, the people who love them. Um, and find out, you know, what they're doing behind the scenes and in their financial underwear drawer. So I, I think people should know that the show really came from the Radical CPA, which is actually in the process of being the Radical CPA 2.0, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So the, <laughs> the brand has evolved to the next level, right? So it's yeah. so funny because when we talk about the Radical CPA, um, you know, I guess one of the big takeaways that I've learned is that content evolves. And I, mm-hmm. and I guess I didn't realize that um, just because, you know, I'm not a writer, right? Obviously, though I blog, et cetera. But it's so interesting to me is how content evolves and how your brand evolves around it, which I don't think everybody tells you about or I should say anybody tells you about. 
No, and I, I, I just want to say that you are a writer. I mean, I've worked with you for how long now? Like seven years. And, you know, yes, you're a CPA. Yes, you are um, a consultant to many people, but you're a writer. You blog, you write on LinkedIn, you write a book, you write, um, we write white papers together. We write, I mean, you're a writer. And own it, Jody. Own it. So, so, you know, it's so funny <laughs> that you mentioned that because um, this past January, I actually went on a book retreat. And do you know that the first thing that they talked about in the book retreat, Liz, is that we had to take the name author? Like, uh-huh. to say that if you write a book, you have to be an author. You're not a tax person and an author. Mm-hmm. You're not this and an author. If you've written a book, you're an author, which is so funny because yeah. it's so hard for me to accept that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can do multiple things. And I think that's the thing as we move into the future. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs know that. And I think a lot of millennials know that is that you can do multiple things just because you have a skill set in one thing does not mean that you can't be a painter or an author or a skateboarder or, you know, um, a florist, (laughs) you know, like you can do, you can do multiple things. So, I mean, when they said that to you, what was your reaction? How did, how did you feel? My response was, oh, I'm not really an author. Wow. I'm a tax person. And you're a tax person. Yeah, I think that's so interesting because I I feel the same way about being a journalist. It's like that's what my roots are, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I consider myself a journalist, but I also actually in my current life do mostly marketing. So it's, it's like, okay, you know. I mean, it's embracing it all, I think. And um, it's interesting that you don't consider yourself an author because you've written a book and it's been published and it's been read widely. So I think that's really, that's, uh, that's a little bit behind your brain, I, I think. Right, right. right. I, I think, and I think that's what he was getting at. So it was really interesting because the, um, the book retreat that I went on was run by Mike Michalowicz and Michael Port, and Mike, and both of them are New York Times bestsellers, and they've sold millions mm-hmm. and millions of books. Mike McCallowitz's book, Profit First, is, um, it's, I'll say it's based in behavioral finance, but it's, it's not really accounting, but, um, mm-hmm. but anyways, he's written a book kind of in the financial sector, right? And then Michael Port is a famous, um, well, he's actually an actor by trade, but then he wrote this best-selling time, or this best-selling book about, um, really public speaking and owning it. And, and so they were the leaders of this retreat. And it was so funny, too, because they said that it was interesting to them when they finally made the switch to say, yes, they were authors. So that was how they started the retreat. So I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, and it wasn't just any old retreat. I mean, this was like, you know, people who were really serious about becoming authors or, you know, wanted to up their game. And it was in this fancy big mansion in uh, Orlando where, you know, you were living together like a real world episode. I mean, you know, you it was like a serious, you did some serious work there. It wasn't just like, oh, yes, I'm an author and I'm going to visualize no, my book now. You're right, totally. And, and it was, what was your big idea and how are you right. going to express it? And it was really interesting, the people who were at the retreat as well, because we had a few physicians and... Um, a, you know, another financial professional, and then like a real estate person, and there were all these different people from different walks of life who were trying to get their big idea out. 
And mm-hmm. it was amazing to me, too, like that they had all, I'll say they had these other egos and they were going to become an author or, and they already were an author. So it was really, mm-hmm. it was a really cool group of people to um, spend four days with and try and, um, you know, work together on putting together a book, which if you've never written a book before, um, it's a lot of work, right? <laughs> Yeah, you're in the thick of it right now. I mean, you just sent me a draft, and, and uh, you know, that's the hardest part, I think, is just getting it out on paper, which you did. Right, right. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, I guess my thing is is don't say you can't do it, not that, I don't know, because a lot of people are like, wow, you wrote a book, but it's amazing to me that, like, if you set your mind to doing something, like, you can do it, right? It's just a matter of actually doing it, and most people don't have the follow-through to finish it, because there are a lot of people who say, oh, I want to write a book, but then they never actually finish it or follow through, because, you know, half of life is just following through. But you know what else? Yes, I agree. And you know what you've done is you had to actually schedule time. You blocked it out on your calendar. Your office knew. You made the time to sit down and write it because, yeah, you're right. You know, you can sit down and think about the goals and the ideas and maybe write an outline. But unless you actually sit down and create the time to sit down, you know, you're not going to get it done and you have to stick to it. So kudos to you for doing that and being able to um, basically like whip out a draft. Um, but yeah, we're, I mean, you're in the thick of it. We're both in the thick of it and it's, it's exciting. I mean, yeah, and you, it's amazing you- to me too, is like how it changes. Right. So that's, it's like that whole creative process that now you're going to laugh at me, but I would say you could be creative with tax returns as well. Um, <laughs> I believe you. I mean, you know, it's not my thing, so, but I believe you. I'm sure. Like anything, when you're really in the depth of something, how the creativity evolves, right? So even when mm-hmm. I'm in the depth of, like, tax planning or in certain numbers or researching or something like that, all of a sudden your mind starts to make other connections. And it's mm-hmm. amazing to me that that same brain process or whatever also happens when I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel like it's been helpful to you as an author to be a regular blogger, to be a regular columnist, um, you know, because it sort of set you up to be able to write more at length? I mean, do you feel like, how do, how do you feel like that's helped you if you, yeah, if so you do I feel like it's totally helped? Yeah, so I think it totally has because I think part of it is the platform, right? So, like, before I ever even wrote a book, I had a platform, I had, I had a blog, and I had people who were following me. So mm-hmm. we, like, we created almost a demand for the book even before the book was even conceived, right? It, there mm-hmm. was this following for it. But the other side of it is, is when you start writing regularly, you get better at writing. And I think that's one of the things that everyone kind of gets freaked out about is, like, they don't realize that the more they write, the better they write, the more their um, ideas become solid, and the easier it becomes to produce more content, quicker, faster, mm-hmm. um, because I know there are so many bloggers who think, oh, I can't start, like, I don't have the time, and what used to take me two hours to write a blog, you know, now I can do in 15 or 20 minutes, so it's yeah, it, it's just practice, right? It's like anything else, the more practices, it, or the more you practice, the better you get at it. Yeah, it's a craft, you know, and agreed. Like, you know, a lot of writers have a lot of different types of processes, and many people I know actually have to set aside time in the morning. You know, maybe it's 20 minutes or a half hour before you even check email. Personally, I find that to be very hard to do. But I know if I do that, it's it sets the tone for my day a little bit more 
in a, in a more productive way. And then I know that I've actually done the writing. So, I mean, I also want to say you started blogging for a trade publication, Accounting Today, which um, I think propelled your visibility. And, um, you know, so it wasn't just like a blog that you started, you know, on WordPress. You actually you know, pitched Accounting Today and started writing for them frequently and built a brand that way, too. So, um, you know, I think that that was key. You found, you know, you found your niche and you you wrote. Um, and I and think the, I think what's interesting, as you say, I pitched Accounting Today. Um, it's like I didn't even realize I was pitching. Right. Like, right. and I think that's really interesting to right. say, because I really began just wanting to change things. I didn't, like, my intention was never to start a blog, was never to build a brand. I never even thought about what would happen to this brand. It was, I see problems in our um, professional space, and mm-hmm. if nobody else is going to step up to tra- change them, I'm going to step up. And that's how yeah. it all evolved. And so it's really interesting to me because, like, if you would say, oh, well, you could pitch a blog, I'd be like, what's that or how do I do that, right? It was right. just, I had an, a big idea that needed someone to talk about, right? Someone had to talk about it because nobody else was. Yeah, and I think not having, like, a formal way of doing that and just sort of approaching an editor and just being like, hey, you know, this is what is going on and I think this should be written about, you know, really can capture the attention of of an editor because, you know, they get a lot of canned things all the time, you know? So I think that was a good thing that you did um, back in the day. So... We're going to actually take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about, I don't know, whatever comes to mind, but it's going to have to do with marketing and content and probably a little bit of pricing. So stay tuned. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit NewVisionCPAGroup.com today for more information. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Are you finding your frequency? 
It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. And we are talking to each other today about marketing and content and book writing and calling yourself an author. Um, and what is going on for 2017? I mean, we're kind of, you know, it's not so new anymore. We're deep into February. Jody's in tax season, which she loves, and um, is in the middle of writing a book, which we have been talking about um, in the last segment. And, you know, so for you, Jody, what would you say is the biggest challenge for you coming up with content? Wow, that's a big question because I usually don't think <laughs> you I weren't have expecting a, that. Huh? <laughs> I usually think I have more content than um, necessary. Yeah. I think it's not even coming up with the content. I think it's refining content, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there are a lot of people that produce a lot of content. I don't necessarily believe there are a lot of people that produce a lot of good content. <laughs> say more. Say more. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a lot of content out there and authentic content. But I think, I think what really makes a really good blogger or really a person who's really good with content is making sure um, that it's defined well and that mm-hmm. there's something real about it. Because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just content. Yeah. I mean, recently we were talking with uh, Deborah Chen of Vanity and Trade. She was on the show. And, you know, we were talking about vulnerability and how, you know, how to get past the fear of actually getting yourself out there, getting your voice out there, because, you know, it's it's easier, much easier to market for somebody else or to write, help somebody else write something or, you know, for me to like edit somebody or help them hone their voice. But it's, it's a lot more difficult to consistently put your own self out there. But, you know, I feel like you have been... Um, you haven't had that issue. And maybe, maybe I just don't know, but I mean, I've been working with you for seven years. So what, I mean, what, how do you, how, how is that for you? Like, do you struggle with getting your voice out there? If not, like, I mean, I'm just, oh, I, I'm used just to be, I used to be a lot more um, concerned about what other people thought. Right. Mm. And then as I started to develop my own following and people who really agreed with what I was saying, which at the very beginning was a very, 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 very small percent, right? And the establishment was saying no, like no, no, no. Um, And so then I was a lot more concerned. But like anything else, the more you do it, 
like you almost have this like blogger self-esteem, right? And so then when you start getting a little bit of praise and more praise and whatever, then obviously your voice kind of evolves. And then you get to a point where you're just like, eh, whatever, I'll put it out there. If they don't like it, you know, they can deal with it, <laughs> which yeah. I think takes a while to get to. I don't think that happened overnight. Um, but then the other thing is, is then I think you get more um, aware of who your own voice is and you make mm-hmm. sure that even if you're criticizing someone else, and when I say someone else, something something that you're not happy with, that you make sure that your voice is, I'll say, positive or do, do, that it stays in tone, right? And and I think that's really what I've learned about um, or my writing has developed in that, like, I really know who my voice is and now mm-hmm. I can really... Um, analyze stuff with that voice, whereas before I think a lot of times I just put stuff out because, like, I don't know. I it it, it, it you were passionate about something. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You know, you were, and I. I mean, I think that's. Yeah, I mean, I've I've noticed that your voice has evolved in that way too, and I think you know, you you can, and I'm saying like the general you. Um be identify things and be critical of things in a productive way and not just tear somebody down for the sake of tearing something somebody down you know and not that you did that but I think you have a really good ability of like being critical you know in a loving way especially towards vendors right no I think it's maturity right it's like the maturity yeah. of a blogger right like when you start off you're just like oh my god blah 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 I'm going to be disruptive and I'm going to have a voice and I'm going to do all these things and then as you get more mature your ideas more mature you realize um that in order to really change things um, disruption is not the only way, right? Like, it has to be tempered disruption or whatever if you really want to make lasting change. And so that's what I think, you know, in my old age of seven years from this disruption process is that I've really realized that everything takes longer than you think and that, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in the process, you still want to make sure that you're connecting with your ally because, they're going to help you get your message out quicker, faster, better than if you just, you know, are just completely disruptive. Right. I mean, ultimately, you want to connect with people. I mean, that's the goal, right, of writing. Right. And you want to, you want them to feel something. You want them to have some sort of reaction to what you're writing. You want to inform people, educate people, engage people, right? So, you know, um, and part of that is sometimes that works in your favor and sometimes it doesn't, you know, and... Um, and I'm talking the general marketplace, you. like referring to being radical as being mainstream, I guess it means you've kind of <laughs> served your purpose, right? <laughs> yes, 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 I, I would say so. So let me ask you this. You're a busy person. You know, you run a firm. Um, your firm is growing. How did you set aside the time to actually write? And, you know, and how would you, what kind of advice would you give to busy business owners who are like, I know I need to blog and I have something to say, but I just don't know <laughs> how I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, which is a familiar voice that goes into my head. But, um, you know, what what advice would you give to them? Well, so when I started writing, I was really, well, for me it was I was exercising and I was processing the information that didn't make sense to me in my head. And um, I haven't been in the pool for a while, but at that point I was in the pool. And when you're swimming... For miles, you know, there's a lot of black line there. So, 
yeah. when you're staring at the black line and you're processing things, which I always think, too, it's, it's easier for me to process when I'm moving. So if I'm swimming or I'm walking or whatever, I would work things out in my head, and then I would just come home and I would frantically write them down, and I would get them mm-hmm. out. Um, mm-hmm. And so for me, writing always takes place Maybe not the physical writing doesn't happen in the swimming pool, but the the idea creation, the idea, um, the, the connections would always take place when I'm exercising. So for me, it's very easy for me to to kind of go into that like alternative world of exercise and really think through ideas or complex stuff. So that's where I do my like serious thought process. I love that. I And, you know, I have experienced something similar. You know, I used to do a lot of spin classes when I was working at Accounting Today. And I would be like, doop-a-doo, like working on something in the morning. And then at lunch, I'd go to, to a spin class. And I would be like suddenly full of clarity about something that was like, you know, I was struggling with or trying to figure out a lead to a story or trying to, you know, and I really, I I think that's really um, on point is like exercise can really help you gain clarity and and figure things out. Um, And so, and so, you know, and writing is a part of movement too. So, And the other thing that I think has been very helpful for me too now is, um, Dictation, which I didn't necessarily do before, but like seven, like in seven years, right? Um, voice is very easy on the computer now, like with all the new computers, and um, just having you know a microphone plugged in and um, talking, so I can get my ideas out, and then it's much easier to edit them down than it is to sometimes write them when you have a blank sheet of paper. So that's the other thing is dictation has really helped me a lot. So technology. Again, of course, it's technology, Liz. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, is there any type of writing that you really want to do that you you haven't done, like starting a new medium? I mean, you do a podcast, you do videos, you're on Snapchat, you do a blog, you write for Accounting Today, you write for a variety of different vendors. But is there an, and you write a book, obviously, as an author, but is there any other medium that you would want to uh, use to help get your message out? You know, not that I can think of, and that was why we started this podcast, Liz, was because I I was kind of tired of blogging. And when I say tired (laughs) of it, I'm like, I want to play with a new medium. So so that was how Liz and I really began this podcast was because, like, we had been writing for a while, and it was like, what's next? What's the next medium? I guess. You know, I think like a far reach for me would I would love to be on like a news program, like to be like a guest mm-hmm. commentator on like uh, CNN or Fox or mm-hmm. like I, I to me that would be like you know the dreamy the be all end all. So a national yeah. network. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wide in the reach, wide in the reach. So, right. yeah, it's going to be exciting to see how your book turns out. You know, I think from what I've read so far, it's going to be stellar. Um, you know, and we're deep in the process. So, you know, we will let you all know when it's out and available. Maybe we'll do a giveaway at some point. Um, but I know that a lot of the theories and the concepts in there are are absolutely related to small businesses because accounting absolutely. firms are, have to run their practices. Like, on, even, you know, I like small businesses. Right. Even my... Um even my book, even though it's geared towards CPAs and it's going to be written towards a CPA, applies to anyone who would be doing professional services and anyone who, like, so you could do lawyers or marketing or anyone who sells professional services uh, or intellectual property for that matter, right, kind of the, mm-hmm. um, 
the, the knowledge, the knowledge worker, it would apply to. So, um, and it's pretty cool because we're going to really talk about how you're going to be able to take kind of some ab- abstract concepts and put them towards any sort of um, hour that you're selling because we're no longer selling hours. So essentially, um, my book really talks about productizing a service, which I think, Liz, you want to learn more about too. Yes, I, I am shifting away from an hourly rate. I never really liked an hourly rate um, into more, f- you know, flat rate uh, services. So that was a perfect transition because when we come back from break, we're going to talk more about pricing services as a, as a service provider uh, and how you do that. So stay tuned. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Jody Paydar, and I'm here with Liz Gold, and you are listening to Let's Get Radical. And we have to give a quick 
shout out to Intuit. Um, Woohoo! And they're <laughs> and QuickBooks Online um, for sponsoring our show because um, it's pretty cool that they've been around now since the beginning of the year and sponsoring us because we couldn't do what we love without them. So I have to give them, you know, a lot of love for that. Thank you, Intuit. Um, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, in this segment, because it's kind of like the, the nitty-gritty of business, I really want to talk a little bit about productizing a service. And I know that Liz um, wants to learn more about it as well, because as we move to this next level of, I'll say, business model transformation, and this could be for CPAs as well as any sort of professional services firm, um, we really need to learn how to sell something other than time. And um, in today's value economy and the, you know, the knowledge worker, because we're knowledge workers, because really what we're selling is the information in our head, um, we're selling knowledge, we're not selling time. And how are we going to put that and make it productized, so they actually call it productizing a service, so that whoever's purchasing it really understands what they're buying and that you can put a fixed price or a value price around it and... Um, and it makes it, I think there's a couple things, a couple reasons why you want to do it. I think the first reason being is that it's, it's easier to sell a product than it is to sell an hour. I really do believe that because people have an expectation and they want to know what they're getting. And if you can mm-hmm. productize whatever it is you do, then you can give them something tangible to purchase from you. And then I think the other thing is, is, the second reason you want to do it is because it allows you to sell more than 40 hours a week or, you know, mm-hmm. you're not limited by the number of hours you can work. You're limited by the number of products you can sell. And a lot of times what people are buying is the solution to the problem anyways. They're not really buying your time. They just want their problem solved. And I think too many times people can't grasp that because they're so used to selling, you know, an hour for, you know, $100 an hour or $200 an hour or whatever. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I think and I I yeah, and I'm wondering can you and I know we've talked about this before on the show, but can you do a quick brief quickie uh definition of the difference between fixed pricing and value pricing? Yeah, so a fixed price just means it's always the same price. Whatever it is you're selling, it's always the same price. It doesn't matter on who your customer is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you think about like McDonald's, right? You go and you get the um, the two cheeseburger happy meal, or not happy, the two cheeseburger meal, which is the one I always get. It's always the same price. It doesn't matter who the customer is; they're always going to mm-hmm. pay the same five five dollars and something cents for the two cheeseburger um, meal at McDonald's, right? You have um, three different items that go in it. You have two, or actually, there's four, I guess, because there's two cheeseburgers, two cheeseburgers, fries, and a coke, <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. always the same price, right? And so that's a fixed price, right? You've packaged four things together and you're selling it for the same price. And whether I go through the drive-thru or Liz goes through the drive-thru, it's the same price. A value price is something that is priced differently depending on the consumer's um, want or need for the product. So what happens is is that same um, two-cheeseburger meal with the two cheeseburgers, fries, and a Coke um, could be sold to me for $6 because it's just lunchtime and I want it. Or if it's the end of the day and I'm starving and I haven't eaten anything, I should say Liz hasn't eaten anything all day and she's starving, Liz walks along and that need is so immediate to her, she's willing to pay 
$10 for it. And the person who's selling the two cheeseburgers, fries, and a Coke charges $10 for it because they know her need for that um, two cheeseburger meal is exponentially greater than it would be if they just got it at lunchtime. Does that make sense, Liz? Yeah, that does make sense. And so, I mean, do you, I know you do both pricing models, right, in your in your firm. Is that correct? Or I just do. You do value well, I pricing? most yeah. of our stuff is fixed price. We value price a few engagements because they have to be really, really big for our firm in order to value price them. Um, just because, uh, to me, a big engagement is something that costs more than $25,000 annually. Most of our engagements are that big, right? They're smaller mm-hmm. returns or they're smaller businesses. But if you're looking at a $25,000 engagement, then absolutely we're going to do customized scope, a customized statement of work. And at that point, we're going to price it very specific. Whereas uh, traditional, like accounting and tax, small business return, um, usually that's more of a fixed price. Right. And you, so as the customer, you can either afford it or you can't. Right. Correct. I mean, Absolutely. and then, yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, you know, you go into a store and you buy a shirt, like somebody can either afford it or they can't. And so you, you know, the store owner is probably not going to say, oh yeah, because you don't have the five extra dollars. Like I'm going to give you a discount. Like they're, you know, like it doesn't typically matter. that's they're, probably they're not going to happen. They're not going to be able to, well, I shouldn't say they're not going to be able to afford it, but chances are that level of client, it's the same right. service. It's very, it's very um, cut and dry versus when you're value pricing, usually there's something special about it, some sort of intrinsic value that you're giving them above and beyond a regular kind of service. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, for instance, uh, maybe they want, um, I'm, I'm trying to think in terms of services that you might sell, Liz, right? So right. let's say they just want uh, some blog editing, Right. Mm-hmm. So if they just want some blog editing, um, you're going to charge them one price, right? Because you're just going to edit their blogs. But maybe they want you to actually do research and write the blogs and do everything else over and above just editing it. So there's obviously a lot more value there. And so you might charge a value price because there's a lot more work involved as opposed to taking someone else's work and just making sure it's grammatically correct and structurally correct, et cetera. But if that was a a regular job for me, right, which, you know, somebody asked me to do, you know, editing their blogs, writing their blogs, researching their blogs, the whole shebang, wouldn't that be, um, wouldn't that, couldn't that be considered a fixed rate? Uh, I mean, you know, if I do enough of it? It could be because you would be able to refine that process so that there would be some efficiency around it, right? So if you can have efficiency in it and you can scale it, now scale means a lot of different things to different kinds, but even you know if you start working with a regular blogger, your... um, your time goes down because you're used to the way the person's voice is, you're used to how they write, you know what they always mess up. You can get more efficient at it. And therefore, if you didn't do a fixed price and you did an hourly price, like it wouldn't be productive for you right. to lower your price because you got more efficient, right? Right, exactly. And, and I, so I that's think, why people yeah. don't understand that if you, if you build by the hour, like it doesn't help you to get more efficient at something. No, it doesn't. I mean, and it actually doesn't really work in your favor, 
like we've talked about. And I also think the customer or the client doesn't really like it too because they're always watching the clock. Like I really like saying, okay, you know, I'm going to write these web pages for you. It's X amount of money uh, per page. And, you know, it includes all the revisions, you know, and if, and here is a, here is what the chunk, here's what, you know, your X amount of pages is going to cost. And if you go above and beyond that, here is what that each page is going to cost you above and beyond that. And people are like, okay, because there's no surprises, you know, there's no looking at the clock. Like people email me, I email them back. I'm not like using some time and billing program on my computer to like, you know, rack up the minutes it's it's just so it's just I well, feel like because they're buying a web page they're not buying the time it took you to right. they just want the web page to look nice and to make sense and all that right. stuff right they don't really care about how long it actually took you they just want to know that the web page is you know up and nice and they like it etc so people like to buy productized services and the internet has like exponentially expanded it because now, um, think of all the people who are selling courses online. Um, they're selling all this IP, mm-hmm. right, this intellectual mm-hmm. property that they never used to be able to sell online before, and now they can do it using the Internet. It's amazing to me on how much more stuff is productized than used to be. Yeah, and there's different price points. I mean, you know, I, I follow a lot of marketers, a lot of, like, salespeople, a lot of people who are doing coaching and consulting, and there's a lot of ways to gain entry with them. You know, maybe you buy a um, four-week class at X amount of money, or maybe it's like, you know, they do special, they do one-on-one consulting, which is their big, big package. Or maybe they, to start out, you know, they, um, well, for thirty nine ninety five, you can get a, a small white paper on, you know, whatever. So what, it, There's, what it does is it changes the conversation to, can I work with you? then to how can I work with you, right. right? So when you give them opportunities, then all of a sudden they can make a choice versus, um, no, I can't afford $200 an hour. Right, and it also get, it also allows them to get to know you. You know, I may be, like, I may follow somebody online and really like their writing and really like what they have to say and their style, but, you know, I, I'm not going to shell out six ninety nine for, you know, a three-month class or whatever it is. I'm not ready to make that investment. But maybe I'm ready to make a fifty nine ninety nine investment in, you know, a three-hour webinar or whatever it is. I'm just saying, you know, um, you know, and that's that's like kind of a abstract example. But, you know, it gives you a way for people to get to know you if you price your products at different price points. So we have to take a quick break. But we're going to come back and talk about, hmm, it's going to be a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) So stay tuned. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. 
Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit NewVisionCPAGroup.com today for more information. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. And we're talking to ourselves today, which we often like to do. <laughs> we're talking <laughs> to ourselves the, today. I'm so glad we're not on the radio, today. but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we do like to talk to each other. But, um, you know, in our last segment, we were talking about pricing, which I think is really interesting and different price points on how you can, you know, reach cu- how customers and can reach you. And I mean, Jody, you've worked with a variety of business owners, right? From small to larger. And what what would you say is the biggest sort of challenge or obstacle they have with setting their pricing? So, so this is really interesting because this is really what I'm trying to attack in my next book is really the system of taking that hour and changing the business model around it and productizing the surface, the, the service. But I think it starts with what are you selling and that question because I don't think people know what they're selling. And I think it seems like a simple question to me, but I really believe that people, when you ask a person who's been in a professional services firm for a long time, if you ask them what they're selling, they'll tell you, I sell an hour to do technical mm-hmm. work. And mm-hmm. I, they can't get their head around that they're not selling that, that they're actually selling a result to someone's pr- problem. They're selling a solution to someone's problem. And if they can kind of change their mindset, then they can think about all the inputs, all the value, all the other things that need to go into it to actually create a product and sell it, just like you would take 
you know, some sort of plastic, you would mold it and salvage it. And I think too many professional services, like they, they don't think about cost of goods sold and what's really, what the true inputs are to create that value. And, and that's where everyone gets caught because everyone's like, well, what should I put in my packages? And, and how do you come up with a price point? And, and I'm looking at Sumso's website and their price is X. So should I pick that price? And I would say, you know, step back and go a little bit higher strategically and say, what am I selling? And once you can answer that, then all the inputs to make that whatever it is you're selling come a lot easier and come, you know, it's just easier to to figure out then what the price should be as well as what you actually need to make it to create it. Right. And so what something occurred to me when you were talking and this may be controversial, I don't know, but what would you say that like, you know, charging by the hour is kind of a cop out because you're kind of just like charging by the hour and you're not that concerned about the outcome. I mean, obviously you have to get something totally. done, right? For the for the client, like you for tax return, you have to get the tax return done, right? They expect that. But it's kind of like, you know, when you are thinking about what you're selling and sort of what the result is and what the experience is, you have to be so much more engaged. You can't just be like, okay, uh, here's an hour. I'm done an hour. I did this project for two and a half hours. I don't know. You know, you have to be so much more engaged to make sure well, you're on track to give the client the customer I, I what they want. I would totally agree with that. And the, the other side of it is, is people say, well, I charge so much an hour, but they always forget to tell you, oh, I wrote off $600 because the client said they weren't going to pay for it. So Right. So right. that's the other piece of it is everyone says, oh, I bill all these hours. But if your clients won't pay for them because they didn't perceive the value or it took something and you said, oh, I can't bill for that, and you wrote off the time yourself, then guess what? You really didn't charge by the hour. You really charged for an outcome that someone agreed upon a price that was actually worth. So it doesn't matter that your bill rate is $100 an hour if you can't you know, sell 10 hours at $1,000 because either no one's willing to pay it, well, really, because no one's willing to pay it, then you're not selling something by the hour. You're selling something for a fixed price. Right. And you're fooling yourselves. And you're fooling yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm obviously... I'm not saying it's yeah. right or wrong. All I'm saying is, is that, like, these people who say, oh, I charge so much by the hour, well, if you don't actually realize every hour you bill, then you really don't charge that. It's kind of a, a, a lie you're telling yourself. Right, right. And people love to say that. Well, I'm a partner and I charge $750 an hour for my time. And it's like, yeah... Okay, right. And, and why am I charge and why am I paying $750 an hour for you to walk to the copier to, to or whatever right. to send an email? Like, right. yeah. That's crazy. Right. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. So I know that you just did a podcast with Gina Trimarco, who was actually on our show a while back, and um, you, you talk about this, and you you should check that out. I think you check go to Pivot 10 Results and uh, uh, the website, and you're on there. <laughs> and I know you talk about death by timesheets, which we love to talk about. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is this show has gone really fast, Jody. I mean, I'm looking at the thing. We have like four minutes to go. We need to close down. But, I, you know, hey, if you have any ideas of who we should talk to, who has done, who have made the switch from hourly to uh, value pricing or fixed pricing, let us know. We'd love to talk to you on the show. Um 
I think we have a really nice, diverse range of guests, and you can always check out our archives. Um, and yeah, always send us an email at Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. We're on Facebook. Both of us are on LinkedIn. We're both on Twitter. Look us up. And uh, yeah. Jody, <laughs> do we have anything else that we need to say? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited for, like, the rest of the year, Liz. I, I think, I know. like, it's been a phenomenal um, first couple of months of the year. And I just think that, like, our guests have been so phenomenal. I'm amazed at the awesome guests that we're hosting on our show. Um, and I think everyone's interested to talk to them. So, yeah. or like, yeah. I, th- I think we're really getting some really good content, right? And so, um, yeah, it's been, it's been an awesome first couple of months, and I just, um, I want those suggestions to keep coming. So I want, like, yeah. a really diverse yeah. crowd and, and to really be able to give that radical small business help to all our listeners. Yeah, agreed. And and we really appreciate everybody that has reached out to us and with ideas and suggestions. And, you know, we, we are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. And what we talked about today, you know, a lot of it's going to be in Jody's next book. So you're definitely going to want to keep your eyes peeled for that and your ears open. We'll, we'll give announcements from here and there. I'm writing a chapter in it about culture and diversity and inclusion and why that's important in the workplace. I think it's going to be amazing. And Liz, I think we should do this more often. So, uh, like, I agree. I think it'll be the Jody and Liz show uh, in <laughs> you know another few months again because I, I, I know. always learn something too. So I think yeah. um, we'll make it a point to give you more insight to us. So okay. um, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to Let's Get Radical. Please join Liz Gold and Jody Paydar again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, it's time for you to get radical. Radical.